0: welcome back everybody it's taco tuesday i'm alex padilla I'm alex regla. yo what's up everybody welcome back this is taco tuesday on silver screen and rolls podcast network i'm alex padilla at alex padilla 86 he's alex regla at alex m regla alex happy new year brother how are you
1: Happy New Year, man. I'm doing well. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing great. I'm staying far away from as far away from Omicron as possible. That's what I'm doing.
1: It's a good idea. Good plan. Yeah.
0: But anyways, no, I'm staying safe, doing my thing, and I'm actually very happy about tonight's game. I know that the uh the Lakers are not necessarily playing one of the best teams in the NBA tonight, but I really liked what I saw offensively from the team. Tonight they beat the Kings 122-114.
1: Yeah, the offense has been like on an uptick, uh, ever since the LeBron at center experiment has has kind of happened, the offense has kind of been consistently really good, and that's kind of been surprisingly like uh, a weakness for this team this year. Like we talked about, like we thought the defense was going to be the issue all season, but it's kind of been the offense. So it's it's been good to see them finally getting uh, shots to go down.
0: So I know we do um, predictions at the end of the podcast, but I do want to bring up that I will never be positive when I do predictions ever again because when we came on here last Monday and they were in the middle of a five game losing streak I said oh and five the next five or one and four and what they do they went four and one the last five games they went from a five game win streak to winning four of their last five they've now won three in a row and can you hear it in my voice can you hear the difference
1: <laughs> that that that's the sound of uh, optimism it's
0: no, I, it's just like happiness, man. You know, like I still think the Lakers have a ton of issues. I still think that the Lakers need help on their roster. Um, I think that there's just some things that they need to obviously work out. They're above 500 again. Um, mm-hmm. But if for now, just talking about what happened tonight and maybe talking about what happened the last week and the last five games that they've played, um, there's not a lot of negativity that's going to come for me tonight because i'll let you know they they got a little bit of a tougher schedule coming up i guess you know it hasn't been like this this crazy hard schedule and they did lose to the grizzlies maybe their one hard game of the five games so it's still a little cautious cautiously optimistic how about that
1: no yeah like i think this is i know it's only been five games but like this is probably their best five game stretch uh I don't, all year, I don't, I don't know if it's safe to say that, but um, it, it definitely feels like they are starting to turn a corner. At, at least in terms of figuring out their rotation, getting guys healthy, um, finding some nice pieces, and like Stanley Johnson, who obviously who couldn't play tonight because of his deal expiring, but I'm sure he'll be back soon. Um Ariza's back. We saw Kendrick Nunn working out before the game today. Like that's a mm-hmm. big development. AD is hopefully. Uh, coming on the horizon. So, yeah, I, I think there is, at least for the first time in a while, a sense of things are starting to turn around.
0: Uh, they figured out that Malik Monk is a just a Ooh. bucket machine. He's good. You yeah, know, He's very good, and we figured out why, because his right arm is only for buckets. <laughs> um, so I think that Malik Monk has been a bright spot. Tonight, I wrote this down, and you tell me if you agree with me. I wrote, uh, <laughs> every quarter I wrote a something game. Second quarter, I was like, "Oh, this is the Tht game," and then I was like, "Oh no, this is the Dwight Dunk game," and then later on, I wrote, "Oh oh, Buddy Healed Revenge game," and then I wrote, "Bron Bron still got it game," and then I wrote, "Malik Monk is a bucket game." I don't know which game it is, but all of that happened today.
1: No, for sure, and, and that's a, that was like the whole plan coming to the season that there was now multiple guys on the roster for the first time who could like impact a game, and uh, yeah, I I think Malik Monk. Malik Monk has been like a revelation next to LeBron, and we saw that in the fourth quarter. Like that two-man game, it was it was like dynamic. And yeah. I think they, I think the Lakers were able to score like on their last eight possessions in the fourth quarter. Something can crazy I
0: read like that. you the play-by-play of the last five minutes of the game? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Malik Monk makes a three-pointer. LeBron makes a three. LeBron makes a three. <laughs> Monk, makes a three. Monk makes a three. Monk makes a three. LeBron layup and then Russell layup, and then a bunch of – oh, LeBron layup, and then that's when he cursed out Tristan Thompson, which was hilarious. (laughs) And then that's it, and then a bunch of free throws. So it's like Monk 3, LeBron 3, Monk 3, LeBron 3, Monk 3, LeBron 3, layup, 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 free throws.
1: It's kind of been that way for the last five games. Ever since, like you mentioned, that they've kind of put Malik Monk in the starting lineup, like he's made the absolute most of it. Um, I, I'm not sure, even when guys are healthy, uh, if it's going to be easy to take him out of the starting lineup now, because uh, he, like, he's doing the like the number one thing you want to do as a player in terms of trying to get playing time. and That's showing that you can play next to LeBron James, and uh, we saw it with guys like Caruso. We see it with guys like Reeves. But Monk is just uh, a crazy dynamic scorer, and his his shooting's been tremendous and um yeah like it, it's showing that he's a key guy in the rotation and i, I thought he w- was one of the guys who maybe would be kind of like filtered out once guys are healthy but now like i think it's firm that what his role is
0: yeah i think he was the only one that was even making threes tonight he went six of eleven everybody else struggled uh lebron went three for ten and nobody else made more than one it, it was three point shots were hard to come by unless your name was malik monk he's averaging 23 points in 2022 So that's something Uh, I think you think you're right. I think the way he's been playing the last six games, even to go take it all the way back to the Brooklyn game on Christmas when he scored 20 points, he went 20, 25, 15, 18, 22 and 24. I mean, there's no way you take this guy out. There's no way you take this guy's minutes away right now. He's been playing over 35 minutes and that's the way it probably should be until until noted otherwise.
1: Yeah, and you know what? I think like he's always not going to be like the best defender, but I think he's at least competed lately, and I think that's like the best thing you can kind of hope for for him. Um, but yeah, offensively, he's been fantastic.
0: Isn't that what we can hope for for most of the guys on this team? It's true. <laughs> I mean, let's be real. Let's. Uh, I mean, LeBron, when he wants to, can really do it. But they need him so much on the offensive end that you're not really going to rely on his defense. Trevor Ariza. I mean, you know. He's a 36-year-old wing defender. That's not going to get you too much success, I think. And I think that's why they're counting on Stanley Johnson uh, re-signing after tomorrow, I believe, or maybe even tomorrow. Um, So, yeah, I think when you say, like you know, at least give it the effort, that's all that we ask is that give it the effort.
1: And especially when you're going to play LeBron at center. And I think there's already kind of like baked-in limitations that come with that. Like you're going to get hurt on the offensive glass. You're going to get hurt in the interior. Like these things are just kind of almost like unpreventable, like it just, in terms of being that small and not having guys like Stanley Johnson available. Uh Yeah, that's just things you're going to have to give up, like give up and, and be fine with as long as you're scoring more than they are at the other end. So
0: and they're scoring when it matters, you know, I think that's because yeah. they were exchange. Unfortunately, you know, they were exchanging buckets with the Kings in the, at the end of that game. Yeah, I think that if you watch the game, it just became an offensive slugfest at the end. The Lakers ended up scoring 37 points in the quarter, and the Kings scored 31. But if you watch the end of the like the final six minutes, every shot was going in, and the ability that the Lakers have now with whether you know early on it was THT, uh, Dwight Howard actually played well tonight, played and played well, yeah. which was two different things. Um, THT made his first three since coming back from COVID. Russell Westbrook made history tonight, especially after the drama after the last game. He had no turnovers today. None. That is the first time since March of 2016 that Russell Westbrook has played a game of basketball and not turned the ball over.
1: And team, like as a team, he only had five turnovers total. And Mm -hmm. this has been a thing that's been a big, big issue. Not just from Westbrook, although he's kind of like the main guy uh, with the ball in his hands and he's obviously going to turn it over with, with that much volume, but as a team this is a really turnover heavy team so i i was kind of shocked was,
0: that was i think a big issue in the first half it kind of it yeah. kind of highlighted the lakers issues is that they only had one turnover the kings had 10 and yet the kings scored 59 points in the first half so they still have a lot of issues to figure out on the defensive end cuz i listen i know the kings aren't great they do have some scores but that's a lot of points to be given up to the Kings in, in one half.
1: Are are you like, do you think it's just a matter of getting A D back and, and that helps things or or are you are you kind of just thinking this current roster is probably not going to be the greatest defensive team?
0: Yeah, I think I, I said in the in the offseason I think they're just gonna have to score outscore a lot of teams. And until they make a roster change, I, I included A D in that. I think that A D doesn't is not gonna guard the other team's best player, most likely. As as great defensively as he is, he's not going to go out there and guard, you know, Paul George or or Devin Booker or, you know, Clay Thompson and Steph Curry. Like, you know, that's not AD's job. I don't think they have anybody that can do that. I don't think there's a lot of guys in the league that exist like that anyways. But, um, yeah, I think they're going to have defensive issues unless there's roster changes, which we did see. You know, they, they opened up a roster spot. They traded Rondo. That was a surprise.
1: Yeah. And it sounds like they or at least from Darren Collison's Instagram, it sounds like he also will not be coming back, and Isaiah Thomas is already not going to be back, and uh, Jamario Jones quietly also has his deal expired. So it sounds like uh, Stanley Johnson, the the plan is to try to sign him to a couple 10 days Mm -hmm. and keep that flexibility open and then possibly sign him long-term for the rest of the season or just try to keep that spot open when buyout market hits or... In, in trades, because sometimes those you need a two-for-one trade. You need that roster spot. So it sounds like they really value that flexibility.
0: Conspiracy corner time. Buddy Heald was seen shaking hands with Jeannie Buss before the game. <laughs> Buddy Healed was seen getting very chummy with Anthony Davis with only 20 seconds remaining in the game. Can Buddy Heald force a buyout out of Sacramento?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Did, I, I think Alvin Gentry is going to want a buyout from his deal. Did you see him at the end of oh the game? Oh, my
0: God. I don't know what happened there with the clock operator and then having the jump ball, but uh, thankfully the mics were, were hot oh, for man. Alvin Gentry. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I was actually watching it with uh, my my girlfriend, and, and she cracked up just because she had never really seen a coach like picked up on the mic like that. It was great.
0: Yeah, they didn't even try and hide it. They just <laughs> let it go. A couple F bombs, couple a couple mother effers up in there. It was great. Poor Al te- Jetcher. He's going through I, it over
1: there.
0: I mean, how can you not, man? I mean, the Kings have been abysmal for since like Vladi like, it feels like, you know? <laughs> uh I did text you one time during the game today.
1: <laughs> I I love how it's <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can explain what that text uh, was. Uh
0: I it was early on. I think it was right in the first quarter and you know normally right next to the lakers bench to the right of the lakers bench there's always some like hot shot celebrity right whoever it may be whether it's a rapper whether it's halsey whether it's like a you know whoever it is there's always someone pretty famous sitting right next to them on the right today the actor that plays flash thompson in the new spider-man movie mm-hmm. sitting there pleasantly surprised i texted you i was like was that flash thompson and you're like, oh, I missed it. And then as I texted you, I went on Twitter and Harrison was like, yo, that's Flash Thompson. Most random celebrity sighting I think I've seen in a long time. It's, whoa, crypto.com arena.
1: There was a close-up of him, like, because uh, they, they zoomed in on the Lakers bench towards the end of the game. So I did get to see him. And, uh, yeah, that he he got some prime seats, like, literally right yeah. by the Lakers bench. Good for him.
0: That's great seats for a side character. That wasn't, like, Tom Holland in there. That wasn't Zendaya. That was a flash
1: yeah i mean that movie's just making i think it's like the highest grossing sony movie of all time now so i'm sure he's getting some type of residual like contracts from that
0: ain't that insane like in the middle of this in crazy outbreak of covid spider-man is like one of the most successful movies of all time anyways i went to the theater and i watched it
1: yeah i I was lucky enough to go as well and i i went to the laker game on sunday
0: yeah i was gonna ask you
1: It's weird. I'll say this: like I I don't know if anyone's been since the crypto change or not, but um, I was driving. I'm so used to seeing those big red Staples Center like neon lights outside that when I didn't see it, I was like, "Is this the right place?" But it just feels like it's kind of still in the process of uh, this new revamp of this Crypto.com Center. And um, but it was it was pretty cool. Like I felt pretty safe, giving everything. uh, So.
0: You were there for the Wolves game, right?
1: Yeah, which was. Uh, I'll say this from uh, from my this is my live scouting report. Uh, Carmelo Anthony is extremely popular. I he yeah. got like every time he checked into the game, uh, the crowd went crazy for him. So fans seem to love him.
0: It does. It does get loud on TV when he makes a shot. Yeah. Yeah. So what was your uh, overall experience? As this is like your first game since you said like
1: for a while, yeah, yeah. Um, it was fun. I got to go with my dad, which I you know I haven't spent a lot of time with him uh, recently, so it was nice to hang out with him. And <laughs> it was a fun game. It was a frustrating game with all the offensive rebounds and stuff like that. But um, it was another another close game that the Lakers were able to kind of close out. So hopefully, between that and this game, it's a. I'd be interested to see like what their clutch stats are this year in terms of like last five minutes of games, if they've been able to win those or not. But uh, yeah, it was fun. And thankfully the Lakers played well, like they've been playing well. So,
0: well, as far as tonight goes, you know, we, we jumped into Malik Monk. We, 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 we've been very impressed with what he's done. We think he should deserve his, keep his starting spot that he's Mm -hmm. deserved. Uh, We talked about, you know, LeBron, what more can you say about the guy at this age, uh, turn 37, just still has the ability to take over games. Uh, He's been just on a roll. I believe he was the NBA's December player of the month from the Western Conference. Um, And tonight just took it to another level. Him and Malik Monk, by the way, Alex, you showed me this nifty little chart. 10 of 14 combined in the fourth quarter. Wow. Yeah, five of seven from three. (laughs) And they needed it because after, I think the Kings went on an 11-0 run with seven minutes remaining and the Lakers went down seven, which was the Kings' largest lead of the game. And then after that, the Lakers did, had a quick roaring comeback and they just kind of took it over. They just seemed like they, they, just everything started going in. So those two, obviously, are going to take... Oh, LeBron's already gone viral for telling people that he's a mother-effing problem. Biach, you know? So you can go watch that video yourself. It was hilarious. Uh, but to me, early on in the game, and something that I hope can continue, like Malik Monk has been able to continue, is what THT did tonight. I thought THT showed exactly why the Lakers decided to keep him. And I know that I, that a lot of us say, over Alex Caruso, I am one of them. Uh, tonight, though, THT, 9 of 13 from the field, 19 points, 4 rebounds, 6 assists, 2 steals, only 2 turnovers in 33 yeah. minutes. That is exactly what the Lakers need and want from THT, night in and night out.
1: Yeah, it, it was great to see him have a bounce back game. He's been uh, struggling, and Frank Vogel uh, pregame was asked about Tht and like if he's better suited as a six man versus the starting lineup because he had issues. Like a lot of his shooting issues came in that starting lineup, and he kind of said, "Yeah, he's he's struggling right now, but you know they have trust in him, and um, he's a guy who's kind of been impacted by, by like." coming in and out of different lineups different rotations and stuff like that so it was really great to see him like find his shooting touch tonight like you said 19 points really efficient and i thought like one of the more important plays of the game was that in the fourth quarter where he kind of had like this the, the, the shot clock was down yeah, yeah that big jumper but then later <laughs> he had like this shovel pass to westbrook for the layup which was that's just really mature play like he could have just gotten up with that but instead he found a cutting westbrook and they got a layup and that kind of helped at least push the lead up to to feel safe about it so yeah it was great to see him play better
0: tonight i had no idea that he hadn't made a three since he came back from covid is that uh, true but that's yeah that's oh, what they said man that's yeah that's that, and if you actually look his last three point made not attempt his last three point made was december 12th against the magic wow so in the last seven games it went so he made one tonight one of two And, uh, you know, sometimes that's kind of what you need. You just need one to go in, and you can kind of just get back into your rhythm because it can get in your head as a shooter. Because I do remember that game against Phoenix. I think he was just throwing up like crazy, and, uh, you know, he hasn't been playing great tonight. Obviously, the most points he scored since that Magic game, um, you know, it it was exactly the kind of thing that you want to see. So that was impressive. Also, uh, I, I thought they played extremely well together was Dwight Howard you know Dwight Howard had him played since the 29th of December tonight he played 22 minutes finish, finished with 14 points and 14 rebounds Alex that is uh i see you know i, I don't know who's controlling the the silver screen and roll twitter account today but there was a lot of memes about hey look, if let dwight play once a week and he looks like dwight <laughs> howard again
1: it's crazy how like uh, he's just ready to go no matter what the layoff is between his last game but um yeah, it, it, I, I I am curious, though. Like, do you think him playing tonight, obviously he played really well, like you mentioned, 14-14, um, was a plus 11 in, in 21 minutes. Do you think him playing this well will change kind of Vogel's or the coaching staff's mind about, like, investing everything into going small? Like, because we've been seeing a lot of LeBron at center, and then yeah. the backup minutes have been, like, Carmelo at center or Stanley Johnson at center
0: I think it'll change when Anthony Davis comes back Mm -hmm. maybe even less Dwight and less obviously no DeAndre Um, tonight I just think he matched up with the Kings you know I think that yeah let me start let me start LeBron but the Kings have you know legitimate centers and I just think he matched up for them so I don't I think Vogel he's shown it before in the playoffs you know yeah, it's a good point. To implement, to implement the, hey, we'll play the centers when we need them, and we're gonna. And I thought it was super interesting that it was Fizdale that just kept saying, "We're committing to the small. We're committing to the small. We're committing to the small." You know, it was remember? Let's not forget, Vogel was out when they when they started doing that, and Fizdale was the one that had to answer all the questions about it. And uh, I found it super interesting that he took that hard stance on it. So yeah, I think Alex, to answer your question. Um, do I think Dwight's going to come back the next game against the Hawks and play 22 minutes? Not necessarily. I just think they're going to go by matchup. Which but is, if he plays like tonight consistently, it would be hard to keep him out of the lineup.
1: And it's funny because like he's played well, like, like almost every time he's played, he's played pretty well. Like he hasn't been in a, like a big glaring issue like a DeAndre Jordan, like where we could watch him playing like, oh, yeah, that's not going to work. Like usually he's been mostly a positive or like at the worst than net neutral. But um, like you said, how I'm sure Vogel is going to take it like from a matchup uh, basis on a night-to-night basis. But that's kind of unusual for basketball. That feels feel more like a baseball approach. But um, yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting because like one of the biggest issues, obviously, is the offensive rebounding for, for the opposition. So playing more bigs in theory will help that. But mm-hmm. um, it seems like they're really kind of invested in this small ball thing. But obviously, when AD gets back, that that should change.
0: Yeah, it'll change definitely because, I mean, it's not like they're going to not play AD. <laughs> and honestly, though, like AD is not a traditional center, you know. He he plays a lot smaller than, than his body. So maybe they're just preparing to just go with AD at the five. And I don't know who gets taken out of the starting lineup, but it could just be a preparation for getting ready for AD. Like when is AD coming? I have heard nothing about that.
1: No, yeah, I haven't heard anything. And if anything, like that, this is just valuable reps for LeBron playing center, maybe in those backup minutes. So maybe you don't need yeah. Dwight or DeAndre. And you have this really good uh, LeBron at center experiment that we've like, seen is is pretty really good. Is couldn't you solid.
0: easily couldn't you easily slide out Ariza and put in AD in the starting lineup?
1: Yeah, I think that's probably when it's gonna be. I, I think, uh, yeah,
0: Just I, having I, Ariza come in and guard and defend later in the games and just keep them fresh, that seems like a better game plan than having a reason to start to me
1: i mean what do you th- like what would your preferable starting lineup be then at this point
0: if ad's healthy yeah if he's healthy i don't i i, I liked tonight i liked tonight a lot i, I think avery bradley's been playing better mm-hmm. but the small ball rotation mm-hmm. i think malik monk is obviously yeah you you can't take him out right now you i just yeah, can't no. uh and if you go with russ ad and lebron i think That's that's formidable because it's not like Bradley and Monk need the ball in their hands. Right. So you still have Westbrook be your main point guard and LeBron can have a lot of the ball, too. You don't need those guys. You actually Bradley never even needs to touch the ball longer than a second. I feel like (laughs) like if he just catches and shoot it, that's what you want from Avery Bradley. Right. And Malik Monk, you know, he can create his own shot, but he's not a primary ball handler. So, yeah, I think that's probably the way to go.
1: And then all of a sudden, your bench is, is pretty stacked. Like, you have THT, Ariza, in theory, Stanley Johnson, Austin Reeves, Carmelo Anthony. Like, it finally will look like the roster with all these options that just haven't had had this year.
0: Yeah. I actually wrote down, and I don't know if you agree with me, I like every minute that Reeves is in the on the lineup. Like, I don't know what it is. I just feel like even when he does nothing, like today in the box score, two rebounds and one assist, I just feel like the game is almost a little smoother offensively mm-hmm. when he's on the court. He just gives them the ability to just either stretch or drive in. It's 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 crazy. I just think like the way it looks, the eye test is nice when Reeves is in the lineup.
1: I completely agree. I, I think he's just really reliable. Like he's not a guy who's gonna mess up. I think is like the best way to say, and that's that's a big compliment for a rookie. Yeah, like an undrafted one. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> and and honestly, that's what the coaching staff probably loves about him. A guy like Vogel loves that he competes on defense. He moves the ball. He doesn't do anything that's going to hurt the team. Like these are the types of players you you kind of really trust on. And and I, I think he's definitely earned a spot. It will it will be interesting though when when guys like Wayne Ellington has it played, Kent Bazemore has it played, DeAndre Jordan has it played what happens once Kendrick Nunn gets here and he was the guy you signed for your MLE and then mm-hmm. AD comes back, like someone's going to get pushed out. I, yeah. I'm curious who who that is.
0: Yeah. I mean, at this thing, it's a hot hand kind of thing. You've seen guys like sit four or five games in a row and then come back in. So I, I I'm cool with it. I, I I think is anybody really clamoring for more Wayne Ellington or Kent Bazemore minutes or any of those minutes?
1: Yeah. It, it seems like they've kind of been passed by. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think they're, a couple of buyout candidates themselves probably later on in the season, if they're healthy. Mm. So who knows? I mean, yeah, you're right. I mean, we talked about that in the off season. like the, the Lakers do have with on, on a roster when healthy, they do have about 13 to 14 playable players, which is, I find pretty rare in the NBA. I'm not saying they're great playable minutes, but they're there
1: it just feels like they have options that that was right. the, it felt the whole point of this offseason and the roster was just having all these options and once those options all got taken away we those flaws just were magnified and i think just having healthy bodies has has helped shore up a lot of things and I, like you said there are still issues with the roster that that just being healthy isn't going to fix a lot of things but it does at least give them like a, 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 like a fair playing ground with other teams like they mm-hmm. just haven't had so yeah i like like we said earlier they're finally kind of turning a corner it feels like and that's pretty cool
0: well they did get the COVID stuff out of the way you know now i think fizzdale and is on there and i don't know has ever i think everybody else except deandre jordan and anthony davis has been on that list so um that's probably good you know i mean uh, thankfully everybody seems to be okay so um, cause who, who knows? Like maybe a team that's avoided it won't avoid it when it comes to playoffs. You never know. Like Utah, you know. I
1: think had their first player all season today. Yeah. Test positive. So,
0: yeah. So, um, t- what is the take before we start doing our predictions and then we'll get out of here. Cause it's late on a Tuesday night. Um, at Alex M regla, um, at alexpd 86 on Twitter, by the way. Um, just what's like a takeaway that you wish this team could just take over. To the next game and beyond, something that you would want to see more and more of.
1: uh I I think just taking care of the ball like that—that's just been an issue, um, all season, like we mentioned. So I, yeah. I think they did a better job, obviously, doing that tonight, and I I think that just carries over into the other things. Like when you're going to give up a lot of offensive rebounds and turn over the ball a lot, you're just coughing up a lot of possessions, and that really hurts you when, you, when you're already not the best defensive team. So I think controlling what you can control is, is the biggest thing, and, and protecting the ball is like the the number one aspect of that.
0: Russ on why he was able to have zero turnovers tonight. Quote, just made the easy reads. If it was only that simple, right, Russ? <laughs> if it was only that simple. <laughs> uh, let's get to the predictions, and then we'll be out of here. Uh, silverscreenroll.com for all your Lakers news. Make sure you guys check it out um also if, if you haven't yet subscribed to this podcast network there's a podcast almost every single day about the lakers here on this podcast network apple spotify amazon music literally anywhere there's a podcast you can subscribe to it all right alex the lakers who do they got they got oh look at them they got two days off a rarity and they get to stay home so basically almost three days off they get uh wednesday and thursday often they host and they host the atlanta hawks on friday at 7 p.m on espn then they host the grizzlies again on sunday at 6 30 then they head on the road to sacramento this is a nice uh schedule for them mm-hmm. man they got a f- pretty light schedule coming up couple two days off in between here and there that's nice for them after playing five in the last week so we got three games i told you what i'm doing what are you doing
1: <laughs> three games uh I say they go – I say go two and one. Two and one? Two and one. And I think
0: uh, – Is Memphis the one? That's the one. That, uh, honestly, <laughs> John me- Morant.
1: Yeah, they just have a lot of things that kind of hurt the Lakers. They have Biggs who can rebound the hell out of the ball. And then John Morant just has absolutely destroyed the Lakers this year. Um, yeah. But yeah, what, what do you think?
0: Uh, zero oh and three.
1: Zero oh and three.
0: Okay. Or one and two. <laughs> uh, that's gonna be my answer until proven wrong. Uh, no, but they need to bank these wins, man, because Denver, Utah, Brooklyn, Philly, you know, the Clippers, the Bucks, like the schedule will beef up the Warriors, the Jazz, the Clippers. You know, the Clippers again, the the Warriors. Like it beefs up in the next couple weeks, so. These games against Sacramento, these games against the Hawks, these games that you know the ones that they just won against like the Blazers and the and the Wolves, they need to bank those wins mm-hmm. because the schedule does get tough. And the last thing you want to do again is put yourself into a position to be in a play in game again, which they currently are, the seventh seed. So, you know, I just think that they need to bank those wins. I am just not confident that they will. Negativity it works.
1: Have you have you looked at the the standings today?
0: Uh, I literally just clicked on the standings today.
1: Oh, okay. I was gonna say I'm I'm a bit surprised uh, at the log jam. So they're currently tied um, in a three way tie with like Denver, like you mentioned, with Dallas mm-hmm. for the five seed, and that's that's a bit surprising I, I, given how how almost everything has gone wrong this year.
0: I feel like everyone's just playing to finish third in the Western Conference.
1: Or honestly fourth. I, I,
0: I No, it, but I mean like I, I I just I really don't think the Jazz in a will compete against the Warriors and the Suns. I just don't see it. Um I know the Jazz are a good team. They have been a good team for the last couple seasons, but I mean the Warriors get Klay Thompson back on Sunday. That's fun. What are they gonna look like? <laughs> do
1: do you think the Lakers care about about where they seed here?
0: I do I definitely think they care about finishing in a playing game. Sure. But, like, um, I mean, like
1: home court. Like, do you, do you think that's a big like goal for them?
0: Do you think the Lakers want to play the Warriors or the Suns in the first round?
1: I, I don't think they want to play the Warriors or the Suns, but I think literally no. anyone else. I they they're not like they're not afraid of if they finish six and they play Utah. I, I don't think they're really like breaking a sweat over that in terms of being afraid.
0: Dude. Dude, I'm not afraid of anybody else but those two teams. Right now, in a series, I would take the Lakers over any team except the Warriors and the Suns. In a series.
1: I, I mean, we'll see. Like, the Lakers, I, I, I know they've struggled against Phoenix so far this year. Um, but, like, I I don't know. Like, it, it's tough to say. We, we don't really know what this team still is. And we don't know, come trade deadline, what this team still looks like and all that stuff. But yeah, I, so I, I just it just feels I, like the Lakers are, aren't afraid of a singular team.
0: I just don't think anything's really going to change dramatically unless they do go out and trade – T H T and and whoever else, and get like a Jeremy Grant. I don't think much is going to change for the Lakers. I think they're going to get AD back, and hopefully he stays healthy. Hopefully LeBron stays healthy. Russ seems to just be a machine. He, you know, he just doesn't stop. <laughs> that, that's honestly other,
1: been a big thing for him. Yeah.
0: And if the other guys can just figure it out, you know, figure out their position and play up to the role that they were wanting, I think this is the Lakers team we're going to get for the most part. There might be a buyout here and there, but i don't i don't know like do you think they're gonna make a big trade and look much different
1: who knows i i, yeah. I think they will be active like they, that river report has been that they've been active but yeah i think it just speaks to a bigger point like the the west right now is a, is a mess in terms yeah, of seating so it really is so to your point earlier these games are games they really need to start banking like it's not early in the season anymore like we're almost at the halfway point um these games really really matter in terms of eventual like tiebreakers and that type of stuff
0: um yeah the western conference looking traditionally like the eastern conference looks like most years this year so we'll see what happens but alex uh tonight that was a good game and you know since we're doing a post game i'll just keep it on tonight i loved what i saw offensively and defensively i mean it is what it is dude i mean there's not much we can say about that so uh lots of fun tonight uh go check out alex on twitter at alex m regla i'm out i am at alex padilla 86 um alex this was lots of fun dude we'll talk to you next week man happy new year
1: happy new year man thank you